0: And grateful, we thank you, Spirit of God. We thank you for this very day. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive today. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us even the opportunity to be in your presence to hear your word. Holy Spirit, seize the atmosphere. We subdue every foul spirit. We subdue every voice that is not of God. Let the voice of the Holy Spirit be heard in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together and you may be seated. And turn with me. Today we want to continue our message on the spirit of wisdom. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. He says, exalt her and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hallelujah. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. We have been sharing a lot from this very message and today I want to continue to tell you some few things that fools do or foolish people do. Do you understand? I think when we learn about the things that foolish people do or fools do, we will avoid them. Do you understand? We will avoid them as we are seeking for the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Now, how does one become foolish? How does one become foolish? How does one's life turn out to be that of a fool? A person becomes foolish by deception. A person becomes foolish by deception. Do you understand? That means that you are not born a fool but you become foolish by deception. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 8, says, the foolishness of fools is deceit. The foolishness of a fool, the way foolishness comes about is because of deceit. Deception brings about foolishness. Hallelujah. When a person gets deceived, he sets his way on the path of foolishness. Once you are deceived, you are you are set on the road of foolishness. Hallelujah. Deception is when you believe something to be the case when it is not. That is deception. When you believe something to be the case when it is not, then you are deceived. Or when you believe something not to be the case when it is, then you are deceived. Isaiah 5 verse 20. Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 20. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good. Do you understand? Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Woe unto you when you call an evil thing to be a good thing and then you call a good thing to be evil. The Bible says, Woe unto you Woe unto them that put darkness for light and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Amen. Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Woe unto you. So foolishness It comes about when you are deceived to believe that something that is not is something that is supposed to be sweet you say it is bitter and something that is supposed to be bitter you say it is sweet the Bible says you are deceived and that is foolishness that is foolishness amen you are following a young man and you realize that this young man is a complete unbeliever And you're saying, he's a believer. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The Bible says, woe unto you. And you are convinced, you are convinced that this evil person is good. You are convinced that this evil person is good. You are convinced that something that is bitter is sweet. He says, woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes. You are wise in your own eyes. Hallelujah. So number one, the first thing that the fool does. Number one, the fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. The fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. Amen. Look, we are not insulting anyone. Do you understand we are delivering ourselves yes. from foolishness. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And it's a message for all of us. Hallelujah. The fool does not acknowledge God in what he does. Psalm 53 and verse 1. Psalm 53 and verse 1. The scripture says, The fool had said in his heart, there is no God. Corrupt are they. And have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. There is no God. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. The fool is not going around saying, There is no God. There is no God. There is no God. He is not announcing that there is no God. There is no God. But the fool has said in his heart, in his heart that there is no god there is no god each one of us has things that are in our hearts things that we believe that are in our hearts Amen. amen we do not announce them eric do you understand we do not announce them but they are in our hearts we do not make proclamation of them we do not write them out but they are in our hearts amen The way we do things, the decisions we make, the actions we take, they are the primary things that tell the things that are in our hearts. The things that we do, the decisions we make, and the actions we take are primarily based on the things that are in our hearts. So we don't go about announcing that there is no God. There is no God. But there are things that we do, and it speaks louder to say that there is no God. Because you do understand the word of God. And so if we want to see the things that are in our hearts, we just have to look at some of the decisions we make, some of the actions we take. We just have to look at some of the things you choose to do, your choices. They will tell the things that are in our hearts. The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, in his heart, that there is no God. There is no God. That means he does not acknowledge God in anything he does. The fool does not acknowledge God in anything he does. Many of us say things like, God bless you. Do Do not we say that? Yes. We say God bless you. We say God is good. We say things like by the grace of God. We say things as we say things like praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love God. We say things like that. We say things like I'm a Christian. I am born again. We say things like I am saved. Isn't that so? So when someone is saying things like that, when you meet someone and you ask the person and you say, do you know Christ? And the person says, I am saved. Do you not assume that the person believes in God and the person acknowledges God? Yes. And we all do that. We say things like, I belong to the bronze church. I am am a part of the UD. We all say things like that. But in our hearts, We don't believe in God. In our hearts, we do not believe in God. I'm not saying you are a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Hallelujah. So he enjoys the preaching. The fool does does not despise the preaching. He enjoys the preaching. He likes being in the company of the believers. He likes being in church on Sunday. The fool belongs to a church. He is a member of a church. The fool gives offerings and pays his tithe, But in his heart, he has said that there is no God. The fool feels that it is just right as a young woman to belong to a church. It is just proper as a young man that Sunday I go to church. It is just right that our family, as a family, we attend church every Sunday. But the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That is where it ends. Amen. It does not take God beyond the point of praise God. I love God. To God be the glory. God bless you. It is not difficult for the fool to say that. But in his heart, he says there is no God. There is no God. He thinks bodily exercise profits more than spiritual exercise. Amen. When the fool rises up in the morning, the first thing that is on his mind is not God. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. As long as he sees his doctor three times a year, takes his physical exams, and he exercises, the fool has purpose in his heart that he will live to see 96 years. How many of you are believing that you will live to see 96, at least 96 years? Oh, I don't know how many of you want to... But I'm believing God to live, to see, at least, at least. Because I'm believing God for 100 years. Amen. You see, but the fool believes that if he's going to have anything, it depends on him. If he's going to acquire anything, it depends on him. If the fool is driving to work, He believes that he will come back home safely as long as he's a careful driver. As long as he has taken defensive driving lessons, he can drive safely to work and come back home. He pays his tithe. He pays offering. The fool knows that as long as the train operator has a legal license, he will go to work and come back home safely. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. As long as the bus driver is a licensed bus driver by New York City, he has hope that he will sit on a bus and he will arrive and come back safely. He has not announced to anybody that there is no God. But he has said in his heart that there is no God. And so it is for many of us. We have not said it with our mouths. We have not said it to anyone. We have not written it down. We have not announced it that there is no God. In fact, we dare not even say that. There is no God. But our decisions, our actions, our choices... The things we do, they just speak louder than even what our heart is saying that there is no God. Amen. Amen. There is no God. Even the fact that you have not even given your life to Christ is a sign that you don't believe that there is God and you are sitting in church. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The fact that you have not... So if you believe there is God, Then why have you not given your life to him? I said, the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Amen. Many of you believe that you will achieve what you work for. And the harder you work is, the more you get. Many of you believe that. Many of you believe that if you work hard, you will get what you want. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. The fool has announced in his heart that there is no God. Amen. Many of you don't come to church. When certain things come in your way, when certain troubles arise in your life, you don't come to church. You say, I am sorting things out. And then I will come to church. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Amen. When things are going on well, you are in church. When things go bad, you don't come to church. Some of you when you are ill, when you are ill, you don't come to church. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. People who believe in God, you can see in their actions. People who believe in certain things, you can see in their actions. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When someone says he believes in a fetish God, you can see in their actions. You can see in their behavior. When they say you should bring white chicken, you will make sure that there is no impurity in the chicken. There is someone who believes in the God that he's serving. True or not true? True. But the fool, when he says bring a tenth of your increase. They bring six percent. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. There is no God. When they, when they say, when they tell you, don't eat chicken on Friday. Don't eat chicken on Friday. And you don't even want to go out just per chance that you get some food that is made with chicken broth. True or not true? You even egg you will not eat because you say the egg comes from chicken. The fool has said in his heart that there is no God. When they say when they tell you don't eat for three days, you will not even drink, you don't want to smell food. That is someone who believes but the fool who says there is God, when they say we are declaring fasting for three days, we call you on the phone and, hmm? what are you saying? Ah, what are you doing? Oh, I just finished my oatmeal. But we are fasting. Hey! You see, you will not forget if you believe. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. There is no God. There is no God. We say we believe. We don't believe. The next thing, the fool mocks at sin. The fool, he mocks at sin. Proverbs 14 and verse 9. Fools make mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. Fools, they take sin for a joke. The simple person takes sin for a joke. Amen. Amen. A foolish person treats sin lightly. Someone who is not wise, sin is a joke. They laugh at joke. And sin is part of the joke. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? I say the fool mocks at sin. I'm reading the Bible. I am reading the scriptures. The foolish person treats sin lightly. You see, if you are looking for one thing that is so detestable to God, it is sin. If you are looking for that one thing that is so detestable to God, it is sin. But this is the one thing that the fool mocks at. The Bible says the fool mocks at sin. Something so serious that has changed the destiny of man forever, the fool mocks at it. The fool mocks at it. You know, there are some people, even when you tell them about the sin of Adam and Eve, they mock at it. They joke with it. The fool mocks at sin. That sin that changed the destiny of man forever, the fool mocks at it amen if somebody understand what i'm sharing with you sin is not something to joke about sin is not something to joke about it's not something you take lightly it is something that can take you into eternal torment eternal torment that means you'll be tormented forever tormented eternally but the fool takes it lightly the fool thinks it's a joke so, if you are someone who takes sin as a laughing matter, I'm sorry to say that you are a fool. But a person with the spirit of wisdom, he doesn't take joke. He doesn't take sin to be a joke. A person with the spirit of wisdom, he does not take sin to be a matter of joke. In the beginning, I shared um, about two people who had the spirit of wisdom, and I want us to look at how they treated sin. The first one I want to talk about is Daniel, Daniel chapter 1 and verse 1, the book of Daniel, quickly. It says, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, unto Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spake unto Aspenas, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel and of the king's seed and of the princesses. Children in whom was no blemish, but were well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge, and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So when the king brought these Jews to Babylon as hostages, he asked the chief eunuch, the eunuch overseer, to select amongst them some of the young men that they are going to teach, some of them who have certain skills, that they are going to teach their language, the tongue of the Chaldeans. They are going to teach them. And they are going to prepare them to stand before the king. So this is where we are reading. Verse 5, it says, And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. So they selected these young men, and they appointed unto them a daily provision of the king's meat, They are supposed to feed them with the king's specially prepared food which the king believes that if they eat this kind of food they are going to be wise they are going to be well taught they are going to be better than the rest of the people and they'll be fit to stand before the king and the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank so this is directly from the king's table this kind of food that the kings will eat this is what they are giving to these young people so nourishing them three years that at the end thereof they might stand before the king do you understand the scripture so far now among these were of the children of judah daniel hananiah mishael and azariah unto whom the prince of the Eunuchs gave names for he gave unto Daniel the name of Belshazzar, and to Hananiah of Shadrach, and to Mishael of Meshach, and to Azariah of Abednego. But Daniel, he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank, therefore. now of the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself Amen. hallelujah Amen. the scripture says Daniel peppers in his heart not to defile himself the king offered this food the king was instructing the chief eunuch to feed these young people with this food and with this drink but Daniel purposed in his heart Not to defile himself. You see, each one of us has something that can defile us. Each Christian has something in your life that can defile you. But Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. You ought to purpose in your heart not to defile yourself. You ought to purpose in your heart that this sin you will not commit. He says Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Amen. Amen. Daniel did not hear his pastor preach. Was his pastor telling him not to defile himself? Did Daniel pastor come to preach to him not to defile himself? Did Daniel hear it in a message? But he purposed in his heart, he purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. He did not hear it in a message. Someone who fears God purposes in his own heart not to defile himself. Someone who God will give the spirit of wisdom is the person who purposes in his heart not to defile himself with certain sin. There are some of you who come to me and then you ask, Reverend, they say I should work on Sundays. What should I do? You are coming to ask me. Reverend, now they say I should work on Sunday. What should I do? What should you do? Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself. Why are you coming to ask me? Daniel did not hear his pastor. He did not hear it in a message. Do you want me to tell you not to work any Sunday and then you lose your job and then you come and blame me? Daniel purposed in his heart. He purposed in his heart not to defile himself. They say, I should work every Sunday. What should I do? What should you do? Go and ask Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Tell do you understand the word of God? You see, people come to the pastor and they ask, Reverend, they have changed my schedule. Again. And they say, I should work every Sunday and every Tuesday. What should I do? I will tell you, Daniel purpose in his heart not to defy himself. Amen. Reverend, I can't find any guy. I am 35 years old now. And I can't find any guy. The only guy who has come now, he's an unbeliever. But he has promised that Next year he'll give his life to Christ. So, Reverend, what should I do? Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself. Reverend, what should I do? He's an unbeliever, but he treats me very nicely. What should I do? Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Then, Reverend, we are planning to marry in two months. But they say the marriage counseling is six months. What should I do? Daniel, purpose in his heart, not to defy. Why are you coming to ask me these questions? We want to marry in two months. But they say the marriage counseling is supposed to be six months. Reverend, so what should we do? What should we do? Daniel, purpose in his heart, not to defy himself. Go ahead and ask Daniel. You are asking me, Reverend. The only job that I can find there is um in this um, um liquor store. <laughs> the only job I can find is this. I have been searching and searching and searching, but each time, each time I send application, the only thing that comes is a liquor store. Reverend, what should I do now? I don't have. My last rent is this month. And if I pay this rent, I cannot pay rent anymore. But the only job that is coming is this liquor store. So, Reverend, what should I do? You are coming to ask me. Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself. Not to defile himself. You say, Reverend, the person I'm living with. You know the person you are living with is not your husband. Reverend, we have two children. We have three children together. We have four children. And the children's school fees is a lot of money. And he helps me pay half of it. So, Reverend, what should I do? Why are you coming to ask me questions like this? We are all Christians and we all read the Bible. But Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself. What must I do? I can't raise the children all by myself. Reverend, what should I do? Daniel purposed in his heart not to defy himself. Amen. You know that this person that gives you right, every time he gives you right, he's trying to put his hand on your ties. He says, oh, I, I was changing the gear. I, 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 and then, and then my hand every time he's changing the gear his hand and the car is automatic once you put it in drive you don't need to change the gear but every time he's changing the gear his hand falls on your tire and then, you say reverend these things that he does I don't feel comfortable about it at all you know I don't like when he does these things you know I don't like when whenever he's changing the gear for some reason his hand crosses and then he touches my tie I feel uncomfortable sitting in his car reverend he's the only one that brings me to church all the time so reverend what should I do what should you do Daniel purpose in his heart not to defile himself not to defy himself. You are asking me what to do. Daniel purpose in his heart. Not to defy himself. Daniel made a decision in his heart. In his heart. He says, I will not defile my God. I will not defy my God. I will not defy my God. Amen. Amen. What should I do? Ask Daniel. Tell somebody, ask Daniel. Shall we read one more scripture and then we close? Genesis chapter 39. I want us to look at Joseph. Genesis chapter 39. Let's read this quickly. Look at this. Another person we spoke about was Joseph. And Joseph was, you see, we talk about two people with the spirit of wisdom. Do you remember? Yes. I want you to go back and listen to those messages. We talk about Daniel and we talk about Joseph. And we are looking at how these people treated sin, how they look at sin. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. Can we read the New Living Translation? Perhaps we can move a little faster. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did this pleased potiphar so he soon made joseph his personal attendant he put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned from the day joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property the lord began to bless potiphar's household for joseph's sake you see there are some people you have to look and welcome them into your life that is wisdom there are some people. have to identify and say I want to be friends with this person and welcome them into your life because when it says from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property the law began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake because of Joseph do you understand so sometimes there are certain things that you don't qualify you don't qualify for but because of your association with certain people, sometimes because of your association with certain church, sometimes because of your association with a certain pastor, certain blessings will come your way. I'm telling you. I am telling you. I am telling you. For somebody's sake, you will receive a blessing. Amen. Amen. God will bless you, not for you, not because of you, but for someone's sake. Amen. 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 Some of you, when you are making certain decisions, the last person you want to hear is the pastor. As if I would take tight for myself. Do you understand? You are making certain decisions, you don't tell your pastor. He says, all his household affairs run smoothly. Your household affairs will run smoothly. Because of your association with certain people, your marriage will run smoothly, your job will run smoothly. That means your paycheck will always be smooth, it will never, there will never be a hamper to your paycheck. It may look as if the paycheck is stopping, and then the Lord will turn another door. And then it starts flowing. And it starts flowing. Somebody received that blessing. He says, all his household affairs run smoothly. And his crops and livestock flourished. You will flourish because of your association. Association. So, Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Do you understand? You see, some of you, when prosperity comes, it comes with certain things. Do you understand? Sometimes you are promoted at a job and now you are the person that hires. You are the person that hires people at your job. And when that promotion comes, the enemy brings certain things your way also. He says, now that Joseph was promoted, you see, Joseph was in the house, was he more handsome before? Yes. Yes. Now that Joseph is promoted in Potiphar's house, he says, Potiphar's wife, soon began to look at him lustfully soon began she began now to look at him lustfully look when the hand of god is upon you it does not mean that the enemy will not tempt you do you understand it is for your folly to fall to the trap of the enemy when the power of the spirit was upon jesus he was led to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. Come and sleep with me. Hey, young man. Come and sleep with me. The woman is saying, Come and sleep. With... You didn't say anything. You, you were minding your business, you were doing your work. And then the woman said, Come and sleep with me. Wow! I'm talking about someone who mocks sin. You see, some of us we have a notion that God forgives sin. So, in the moment that the woman says, "Come and sleep with me," she Ah, forgiveness. When I finish, I will ask for forgiveness. You see, you have the time to ask for forgiveness, the time you were thinking, the time you were taking your belt. Do you see? You see, there's so many things you have to take off before you arrive. Do you understand? And then you have steps, you have chances. But Joseph, but Joseph refused. Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his household in his entire household he says my master trusts me with everything in his entire household I am talking about someone who does not mock sin someone with a spirit of wisdom no one here has more authority than I do he has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Except you. Because he says, My master has trusted me with his entire household. So you will think that the man has done him so much good that I can't do this wickedness to this man. That is how you feel. Isn't that so? How many will feel like that? How many will feel that the way the man has treated me? has put me as the head of the household a slave he bought me a slave and now i have become the head of how many of you will feel that you will not do this and if you are a, a woman also and it was the man how many of you will feel that i can't do this against this woman who has done this to me do you understand but look at joseph he says there was no camera There was no camera at that time to say, I'm afraid that they had hidden camera to record. Do you understand? There is no FaceTime to say that perchance her phone will be on FaceTime and it will record or it will show Skype and all those things. There was none like that. Don't try me. Don't try me. He says no one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? Then he says something. He says it will be a great sin not against the man but against God. (laughs) Against God. You see. The fool says in his heart there is no God. We do not believe. Because you see, we believe, if he you you, let's read on. He says, it will be a great sin against God, not against the man. He was not thinking of the man. So even if the man had tortured him, even if the man had done him great harm, he still would not have slept with the woman somebody understand what I'm sharing with you she kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day day after day so sometimes she will come wearing some see-through clothes and then she's moving in the house she's moving in and she'll go Joseph bring me a drink you see and then she'll go Joseph come on Joe and he said, Joe Joey <laughs> You, you have a beloved, you don't call him Joseph. You, you don't call him Joey. You keep saying Joe. Joe. Someone, Potiphar's wife, will call your beloved Joey. Joe. He says, she, look, when the woman is putting pressure on you, you better run. You have to run. I'm telling you. He says, she kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day. Day after day. Day after day. Every day. He said, Joe, I need massage. Joe, I dropped something here. Come and pick it for me. Do you understand? And then she would drop something in front of Joey. And then he's bending, she's bending to take the thing and then... See? I'm teaching you all the tricks. So, so when the woman bends down, she's looking to see you are seen. Woman, true or not true? Men, be quiet. Woman, true or not true? I can't hear. Woman, true or not true? That when you bend, you have an intention. You want something to show. So day after day, he put pressure on Joseph. But he refused to sleep with her. He refused to sleep with her. Young man, there is something like refuse to sleep with her. There is something like refuse to sleep with her. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, look, there is something like refuse to sleep with her. There is something like that. And women, there is something like refuse to sleep with him. It's possible to refuse to sleep with him. It's, it's, there's no such thing as I was at the edge of the cliff and I could not do anything. There is something like refuse to sleep with him. He said, Joseph, he said, but he refused to sleep with her and he kept out of her way as much as possible. That is the key. Whenever he put his changing gear, his hand falls on my lap. he kept out of her as much as possible. Is somebody hearing me? So this car that is giving you right, Reverend. if I don't get the ride, I can't come to church. If I don't get the ride, I can't go to work. My, where I live, the bus does not come, so he's the only one that gives me right. ride. Joseph, he says, he kept away from her as much as possible. As much as possible. The next verse, one day however, no one else was around when he went to do his work. The man had to do his work. And now no one else. So maybe Joseph always made sure that people were around when he was, he was doing his work. But one day no one else was around. She came. She came. And grabbed him by his coat. He came and grabbed her. Grabbed him. You see? You see, some of you young men, you see, if you happen to be in this situation, what would you do? (laughs) Reverend, I did all that I can. I stayed away from her. I kept my distance from her. Every day she was pressing me and pressing me. And I tried everything I can and I stayed away from her. But this one day, Reverend, this one day, she got me. She got me. And Reverend, for some reason, I was weakened. I was waking. It says she grabbed her. She grabbed him by his claw, demanding, 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 demanding. Joe, why do you make me feel like I'm not a woman? Just once, just once. That's it. Once. Why do you make me feel like I'm not a woman? You see, I don't know young men. When you happen to be in a situation like this? How many of you will run away? See, there are some faithful men in the house. Put your hands together for yourself. How many of you will find it very difficult to run away? Oh yes. Honest men, put your hands together for them. May the Lord give you the ability to run. May the Lord give you the tenacity of a mountain goat to run away from a wicked woman. You see, see, when you do not acknowledge your weakness, God will not strengthen you. May the Lord strengthen you that whenever you fall into temptation like that, may the Lord give you strength and deliver you. He says he will give angels charge over you. You will not come across a wicked and unreasonable woman. Amen. Women, they know the power they have. I'm telling you. They know they have certain power. (laughs) True or not true? Yes. They have the power. And they are also knowledgeable, very well knowledgeable Of the man's weakness do you understand of the man's weakness (laughs) he says come on sleep with me come on sleep with me please you see she's begging you sleep with me (laughs) Joseph tore himself away he tore himself away but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house he tore himself away. He's holding the cloak and then he tore, he took himself <laughs> and he ran. He ran away. You see, some of you have been in that situation before. Some of you women, women, they have held your clothes and then you tore your clothes. Run away naked. Run away. Run away. Go to the next door knock and enter. Enter the next door. Than to defile yourself. Don't say, Reverend, where we are now? What else? He has seen everything. So, he has seen everything. You know. When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled. Look at this. He says, she called out to her servants. Look at the, look at the evil one. I'm showing you something. Say. She called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. Of us. Now he's including everyone. He came into my room to rape me. But I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away. But he left his cloak behind with me. She kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. That means she was crying, sitting there, she won't move. She's crying and she will not move until the husband comes home. She's really broken. She's really brought down, embarrassed by this slave boy. Then she told him, her story. That Hebrew slave you brought into our house tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. Amen. Amen. When you know the consequence, you see, perhaps at this stage, you will say, if I knew this was going to happen.
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> somebody understand what I'm
0: saying with you? If I knew that this was going to be my end. I should have blown her <laughs> left and right all these days. And is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you. But you see, someone who detests sin, someone who, do, who does not joke with sin, he remained in prison and he still continued to trust God. And God was with Joseph. Put your hands together for the Lord. And God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. May the Lord deliver you from every temptation. Any temptation that shall bring you down. Every plan of the enemy to bring you down. Through a woman, through a man, through any type of fornication and adultery. May the Lord deliver you from that. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord deliver you. Any sin that the enemy has planned against you to bring you down, to disgrace you. May the Lord deliver you from that sin. In the name of Jesus. May you never be disgraced. May you never be disgraced. May you never be disgraced. May you not take sin lightly. May you not take sin for a joke. But may you detest sin in the name of Jesus. Amen. And may the Lord help you. Amen. May the Lord strengthen you Amen. in times of adversity. Amen. May the Lord be with you Amen. in times of trouble. May the Lord be Amen. with you. Amen. He says he will be with you in every present help. Amen. In times of your trouble, in times of temptation, in the name of Jesus, stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Oh Jesus we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Father we thank you. We thank you Lord. We are grateful this afternoon Lord. We thank you Lord in the name of Jesus. We thank you Father. For all that you have done, have we thank you have Lord, we have thank you, you Father, God. for revealing to us, we us. We Father, Father, how you detest sin, and how that will oh God give wisdom against you. sin, no. how that the Spirit of God Lord, may we detest sin, may we not be sin, in the name of Jesus, may we not be like a fool who says in his heart, that there is no God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, you they the this world away. I trust my I eyes bad. on you, I face my eyes on you, you. the of my face. I nice say the we of the every way oh, You yeah. yeah, face my face my eyes on you Our eyes will be on him, my dear, in, my day, in, my day, in my oh, Letting of this world now fade away Our eyes so Porque eu não sei, 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 porque eu to sei, you know oh oh porque I want as say, I holy. to say, I want to I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, I want to say, I to Father, we are thankful and grateful this afternoon. Lord, we thank you. Father, we purpose in our hearts this afternoon. We will not defy our like Daniel. Lord, we purpose in our hearts. We will not defile ourselves. Amen. Like Joseph, or oh God. We will not sin against you, oh God. Amen. It is sin against God, not against man. Our sins, they against you, Lord. But we purpose in our hearts that we will not do this because of Christ. We will not do that because of Christ. We will not go there because of Christ. We will not go here because of Christ. We will, not Christ. We will purpose in our heart that we will not sin because of yes. God, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory and we give you honor. Help us, Lord, not to defile ourselves. Help us, God, to keep our bodies pure, to keep our minds clear, to keep our hearts pure. Help us to purpose in our house, not to sin, you, not to defile ourselves. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory and we give you honor. In Jesus' name. are here this afternoon you are not born again you have not given your life to christ you are saying pastor pray with me i feel far from god you said today today i want to come to jesus i want to receive jesus christ as my savior if that is your prayer with all eyes closed and every head wherever you are just lift up your right hand and i'll pray with you You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. There's good tidings for you also. That a Savior is born this day in the city of David. Christ Jesus the Lord, he came for you also. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. With all eyes closed and every head bowed. If this is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus? Is there anyone here like that? You hear a voice and it's telling you, today is your day. Tomorrow is not guaranteed you. There is no guarantee that you will see tomorrow. Today is your day. You may not have this opportunity again, but today if you are hearing that voice, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? anyone here like that one more chance is there anyone here like that you want to give your life to jesus anyone here like that
1: father we are thankful
0: and grateful for the gift of salvation we thank you lord in jesus name amen amen why don't you clap your hands together for jesus as you take your seats